gentlemen, in the red corner, hailing from the state of Nevada, representing the steam and wise guys, it's the always feared Vegas Oddsmaker! And in the blue corner, the crowd favorite from South Florida, Mark Winning Picks Lawrence! Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is Mark Lawrence along with Victor King, and we're set to go against the spread on this week's college and pro football cards as we head into the month of October. And, Victor, it's been quite a season so far. The opening month of September has found surprises and disappointments on both the college and the NFL side of things. Right, and a big Saturday, a couple of Hail Marys, a a guy kicking his longest field goal in his career to get a big road win against a conference rival. Of course, I would be talking about the Florida State game. And a big weekend for us here, too. We want to get this sucker in the book so people can listen to it before we have to batten down the hatches down here in South Florida. Yeah, in more ways than one. It's not just the Miami hurricane, just the hurricane that is looming. (laughs) Hurricane Matthew down here in South Florida. And we do this show on Wednesdays. We're expected to have some sort of a hit here on Thursday. So we'll cross our fingers Pray to the man upstairs that it doesn't impact ourselves and a lot of people on in this area. It misses us uh, in its entirety, we're hoping. But nonetheless, you say we'll batten down the hatches. We'll get ready for Hurricane Matthew, the Miami Hurricanes, and a whole lot more of college football action this week. And we're talking about college football, Victor. We mentioned here that uh, there's been some surprises and some disappointments on the college football scene this year. I think a couple of the disappointing uh, teams this year would have to be in a, who would have guessed at the beginning of the season that we're going into October here that we're talking about Florida State and Oklahoma with four losses combined from these two football teams and I think arguably you could agree that these are two teams that were projected to make it to the college football playoffs this year and lo and behold they each have two losses entering the month of October kind of a little bit of a surprise to me on that side of the football coin this year Victor. Right. You may figure that may have been the case over the course of an entire season, Mark, but one month into the season. So you definitely got something there. I think that uh, a couple of additional teams who are a little bit disappointing, who also recently fell out of the top 25 because of losses were Michigan State and TCU. And of course, Georgia, who lost on that Hail Mary to Tennessee a team who doesn't seem to be comfortable unless they're losing by double digits, that's for sure. And uh, a team that we'll be talking about today, the Texas Longhorns as well. You know, uh, Texas went to that hurry-up offense. They brought in a high-paced, high-octane offensive coordinator. And, of course, it's resulted in a lot of points for them, but it's also resulted in a tired defense, and they're on pace to allow the most points that they have in a long, long time Entering our top 25, I mentioned some of the teams that dropped out, Mark, but a couple of guys, uh, teams who are into the top 25 for the first time this season, North Carolina, that would be the Tar Heels of their 4-1 and one record. I know Oklahoma was a preseason pick, but they're back in the top uh, 25 with their 2-2 two and two record off that big win against TCU. Uh, Colorado having their best uh, year since entering the Pac-12 conference. They're ranked number 21. West Virginia makes it into the top 25 for the first time all season with their perfect 4-0 record and also Virginia Tech from the ACC Conference. And speaking of the ACC, Mark, we've got to congratulate you with your Mark's false favorite game of the month winner, Clemson against Louisville. It wasn't easy, but the outcome was fun. A very nice winner on Clemson. And uh, King and Speedy had a perfect Saturday as well, 2-0 on over-unders. With Central Florida, East Carolina over the total. That was our over of the week winner. And also, we did go over in that uh, mentioned game between Oklahoma and TCU. 65 was the over-under line, and I believe they combined for 98 points. And even the Speedy brought home the bacon with a slim win on Kansas State, plus the points against West Virginia. So we are gearing up for another profitable Saturday coming up this week. And, of course, we're going to be talking about the big one that starts at 12 noon Eastern on Saturday. Yeah, that will be doing just that exactly, that uh, big football game and 
Also, other games on tap in the world of college football this week on the National Football League side of things, where it was a great week for the totals tip sheet and Speedy Victor and company at King Creel Sports this week as well. Uh, Victor, your take here as we enter into the month of October in the National Football League, your most surprising teams that you would rate thus far this season in the NFL? Well, number one, the fact that the Patriots are 3-1 and one and could have been 4-0 and oh without their starting quarterback. Uh, credit to Bill Belichick and that great organization. Uh, how about a team that's uh, a division leader by two full games, yet they've been outscored on the season? That would be the Houston Texans. They've scored 69. They've allowed 73, yet they are 3-1 and one on the season. Uh, how about the award for... Uh, Hey, we're not missing you at all. And that award goes to Peyton Manning because the defending champion Denver Broncos are 4-0 and without Peyton Manning. Uh, most surprising team, I submit to you, probably the Philadelphia Eagles with a rookie quarterback and a first-year head coach at 3-0. and They're off their bye week, favored on the road against Detroit. And after watching that Monday night game, Mark, Minnesota's defense is for real. They are mentioned in the same category now these days with the Seattles and the Denvers of the world. They're the only team that's allowed, what, less than 17 points in every game this season. And between you and me, Monday night is the last time I'm ever going to play a Minnesota game over the total this year. Yeah, <laughs> to say the least, it looks like Mike Zimmer's got his defense in order at Minnesota this football season. As you say, they haven't allowed 17 points in a game yet this year. But uh, another concern that I might have about them, just a little bit of one, and looking through the midweek alert newsletter this week, it's all about statistics, stat logs, how teams are doing games on the field, where it counts between the trenches. And I know Minnesota's been outgained in two of their four football games this year. I think the biggest reason that you find this football program being where it is right now is They've only turned the ball over one time thus far this football season. So great defense, lack of penalties, lack of turnovers is always a recipe for success, especially in the National Football League. On the opposite side of the coin, talk about disappointing teams. And I think much like Florida State and Oklahoma, who we discussed with four losses combined this year, I don't think you would have thought in your wildest dreams that you'd have found the Carolina Panthers and the Arizona Cardinals with six losses combined mm -hmm. as we head in, into the month of uh of October here. There's only one winless team. That's the Cleveland Browns. And we can talk to the cows come home about how they've been jobbed by the referees and uh, right. the horrible, the horrible, horrible call that occurred against them last week when, uh, <laughs> well, the Washington Redskins were awarded a fumble recovery when the Cleveland Brown player had the ball in his possession. It was incredible. And you know, that ultimately led to a point spread decision in the football game because those turnovers led to scores for Washington, yada, 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 all those types of bad beats, but bad beats happen to bad teams and Cleveland's experiencing that right now. I still think the bottom line to that football program is Hugh Jackson was a great hire for that team. They're going to learn from their mistakes. They're going to only get better. There's a lot of rookies. They're playing more rookies than any team in the National Football League is thus far this season. And I wouldn't be a bit surprised, Victor, personally. I take when New England and Tom Brady comes back to the scene this week. I know Brady will have a big chip on his shoulder. New England just got shut out. But I still look for Cleveland to give New England a big battle in the dog pound this particular week. And your take on the disappointing teams in the NFL this year. I agree with you. I think Cleveland is in that game, and they've been in every game this season. They have not been blown out. Baby steps in terms of improvement for the Browns. But there's some winning teams in the NFL that, if you ask me, are a little bit on the phony side, Mark. I submit to you the Oakland Raiders at 3-1, and one, who have been, as you mentioned in the Playbook newsletter, they've been outstanding by a pretty big margin in every game this season. How about a team like the San Diego Chargers? This was my team to go over there, what, seven wins in an NFL future. And this is a team that's had fourth quarter leads in three out of four games. They've outscored their opponents by, what, 14 points on the season, yet they are one and three. And the phoniest uh, winning team of the bunch might very well be the L.A. Rams, who are three and one despite the fact that they've been outscored by about four points per game this season. Yeah, the Rams, you look inside that midweek alert this week, Victor, you'll see that they've been outstanding, outgained in all four games this year. Loud season high yards in three of those contests this year. The most amazing thing about Oakland inside the midweek alert is not only are they a 3-1 team that have been outgained in all four football games, 
but they've also allowed season high yards in all four football wow. games. So, you know, between what was the old L.A. Raiders, now the Oakland Raiders, soon to be the Las Vegas Raiders, and the L.A. Rams, there's a couple of phony balonies, if you will, that are residing out on the West Coast of the National Football League this season. And what, one quick note here, Victor, before we go to break, I know we want to hit on the success we've been talking about of NFL Division Dogs. What's the update you've got on how the NFL Division Dogs have been faring of late? Okay, they did pretty good last week. Now, since the start of last season, NFL Division Road Underdogs are at 49-27. and 27. The time you really want to jump on board these teams are when they're off a win. They've gone 23-5 and five ATS and even 18-3 and three ATS when coming off a straight-up and ATS win. That applied in two games last week, and lo and behold, both of those games, they covered Buffalo plus the points, Against New England, coming in off a win, of course, shutting out the Patriots 16-0. to And it seemed that I was hemming and hawing on about making a dog pound play. We ended up not making them a play, and uh, we're kicking ourselves a little bit, but that would be the St. Louis Rams, the 10-point underdog against Arizona. I know they got outstanded by over 100 yards, but the bottom line on the scoreboard was they beat the Cardinals 17-13. to So we're still looking at NFL Division Road underdogs. We, t- we got two of them this week. We just talked about the Chargers on the road against Oakland, and that's probably a decent underdog play. No, they're not off a win, but uh, nevertheless, uh, we're going to take a look at San Diego plus the points against Oakland and probably Tampa Bay plus the points in the Monday night game against Carolina. I know if we were doing this show live as opposed to a podcast, Victor, the, the boards would be lighting up right now out of Los Angeles as we as you just referred to them as the St. Louis Rams. <laughs> it won't be the la- <laughs> Sorry. it won't be the last it won't be the last time we'll do that. And uh, we have a built-in excuse because our database, uh, which Victor really does a great <laughs> job managing right. our database for us, <laughs> is still referred to as the St. Louis Rams as opposed to the LA Rams. But uh, whoops. Uh, that won't be the last time I can assure you it'll happen this football season. Hey, don't you go away. When Victor and I come back, we're going to tear down our college football game of the week, our National Football League game of the week, and we'll head out to Las Vegas to get the Vegas vibe from Andy Isco as well. That and a whole lot more to come here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. Attention sports fans, it's time to get in on all the football action at mybookie.ag. This industry-leading website is renowned for having the best odds and more betting options than any other sports book online. This is why Mark Lawrence only endorses mybookie.ag. Call toll-free at 1-844-900-2387 or go online to mybookie.ag to open an account and start winning today. Get the odds you want and the fast payouts you need guaranteed that's my bookie.a as an apple and g as in games tell them mark lawrence sent you only the biggest only the best only at mybookie.ag sign up today attention all serious football fans if you follow the best football newsletters in the nation now you can get them all at the all-new playbook newsletter superstore one visit allows you to download the best publications in the nation including the gold sheet Victor King's NFL Totals Tip Sheet, PointWise, Sports Reporter, The Playbook, Power Sweep, The Logical Approach, The Green Sheet, and The Gridiron Gold Sheet. Check it out now at PlaybookSuperstore.com or download your weekly newsletters on the all-new Playbook Cube. That's every major football newsletter on the market today. Now available at PlaybookSuperstore.com. Welcome back, everybody. Mark Lawrence along with Victor King as we're set to go against the spread on this week's College and Pro Football Cards. And it's time once again for our weekly College Football Game of the Week. We're going to highlight the big annual Red River Rivalry, a tough tongue twister to say the least, when Oklahoma takes on Texas at the Cotton Bowl this week. Victor, your take on the Sooners and the Longhorns. There are some question marks in regards to this game as far as the side and the total. The fact that, of course, Charlie Strong demoted his defensive coordinator, not to mention the fact that Texas has some key offensive players who, as of Wednesday morning, we don't know if these running backs are going to be playing for Texas or not. But if you want to talk about hot seat, uh, welcome to Charlie Strong's world in Texas. Definitely out of foul guys with the coordinators that he has already gotten rid of. Of course, this year, 
They committed to the Baylor offensive method when they hired uh, Sterling Gilbert to do juice up the tempo of their offense, which was all well and good, but that kind of tends to aid and abet a defensive collapse. You know, when a defensive-minded head coach embraces that hurry-up style, no-huddle offense, bad things have been known to happen on that defensive side of the ball. You can ask Gary Patterson about that. You can ask Todd Graham about that. Texas, of course, as I mentioned at the top of the show, surrendering 38.3 points per game. That's on pace to be the worst average in school history. And here's the crazy part, Mark. If Strong upsets Oklahoma as a double-digit dog on Saturday for his second victory in three seasons over the Sooners, it still might not be enough <laughs> to actually save his job. The over-underline opened at 72 as we speak on Wednesday morning. It's gone up two points to 74. Boy, that's a high over-underline. This is the highest over-underline ever in this series, and by 14 points, the previous high line was 60. A lot of people don't or are not surprised by that high over-underline, given the fact that both teams are 3-1 and over-under on the season. For Oklahoma, average line this year is 63.4, average points in their game 74.8, so the average Sooners game has gone over by more than double digits by 11.4 points per game. And as I mentioned, one of those was our play last week with the TCU-Oklahoma game over the total. I don't blame folks for wanting to jump on the over bandwagon in these Big 12 games. It seems like uh, these days it happens more often than not that it's going to be a Big 12 shootout in which 80 points or more are scored. Take a look at Texas. As I mentioned, three and one over under on the season. Their average line sixty five this year. Average score at Longhorn games seventy nine point five. Their average game has gone over by more than two full touchdowns, plus fourteen point five points per game. It's a fairly high scoring series, relatively speaking. Four out of the last six meetings here in the Red River rivalry have gone over the total. Average line fifty three point two. Average score fifty nine point seven. Average game has gone over by six and a half points per game. Now, last year's game did go under and by a pretty good margin by 19 points with the Texas win of 24 to 17 over underlined with 60. And as I mentioned, it went under by 19 points. We got uh, two outstanding offenses, Oklahoma number 25 and then number 31 in scoring offense. Texas number 15 overall, number 23 in scoring offense. One thing that we are about in terms of our Big 12 over-unders is value. I thought there was value last week uh, with Oklahoma and TCU around 65 points, but the line of this game is almost a full 10 points higher, Mark, 74. As I mentioned, it's the highest over-under line ever in this series. I'm going to recommend right now a pass or a look at the under, actually, based on the point spread and the line. The predicted score is Oklahoma 42, Texas 32. I see it's slightly less scoring, somewhere around a 38-31 to 31 Oklahoma win by about seven points. So I do like the dog a little bit. And right now at this point, I'm leaning on the under. If the over-under line goes up a, a few more points, and it could very well, then we're going to make it a regular play with Texas and Oklahoma actually going under the total. Charlie Strong with the defensive coordinator taking the reins this week, making the calls a little less scoring than people think, Mark. Victor passes, leans to the under in the football game, might get there if the total ends up being a little bit more attractive come kickoff time. You take a look at Charlie Strong, as Victor mentions, back on the hot seat this football season here. Didn't look like that way was going to happen the first three games of the season, but back-to-back losses in which they've allowed 99 points. The defense has been torched and as Victor also mentioned here, Charlie Strong takes over the defensive coordinator duties for this football program. It's a good move, I believe, given the fact that Charlie Strong was a defensive coordinator uh, throughout his career before being hired as a head coach at Louisville and coming over to Texas. That's his forte as defense. If he can manage the defense here, it could perhaps save his job. Texas also lost their top two running backs in their last football game. They both left the game with injuries. Chris Warren, who's listed as probable this week, and Dante Foreman, questionable this football week. You might want to keep an eye on those injuries as far as Texas is concerned when they take the field against the Sooners this week. We mentioned Oklahoma, two losses on the season. Their focus now, Bob Stoops, is purely on winning the Big 12 Conference title. 
The big win over TCU paves the way that way for them. A win here would also keep them in the path of perhaps being the favorite to do just that, to win the Big 12 title. Can you make it to the college football playoffs with two losses, even though you win your league championship? Highly doubtful, especially given the fact that the Big 12 doesn't play a championship game. But nonetheless, it's the goal and focus right now for Bob Stoops and the Oklahoma Sooners to win that Big 12 conference championship. Big-time revenge from a 16 losses, a 16-point favorite last year, Oklahoma, when they lost the game 24-17. They come in off that huge win over TCU last week. Coming into this football game, we know from our coaches' database, though, that take a look at Oklahoma when they're playing with revenge off one win exact. They're just 3-11-1 straight up 2-12 to the spread. You take a look at Bob Stoops' history inside this series since he's been the head coach of Oklahoma. When he enters the game and Oklahoma's an undefeated football team, he's gone 7-3 and three straight up into the spread. When he comes into the game with one or more losses in the season, he struggled in this football game, winning just three of the seven games with only one point spread cover here. Tough call in this football game here with healthy running backs. They'd probably lean to Texas in a small lean in this contest. I'm not going to get there in any major way, shape, or form in the game with that humongous revenge for Oklahoma and the fact that this team appears to be driven now to win this Pac-12 or a Big 12 championship title this football season here. But put a gun to my head, they probably take the points with Texas in the football game. You're tuned in to Mark Lawrence against the spread, the nation's most popular sports handicapping talk show. When Victor and I come back, we're going to tear down our National Football League game of the week. we got a beauty interconference matchup between the Bengals and the Cowboys. That and a whole lot more to come here on Mark Lawrence against the spread. There is only one football newsletter on the market today, documented number one win percentage, and it's the Playbook Football Newsletter. Playbook has the top win percentage of all football newsletters in the nation, according to the Phil Steele Power Sweep Newsletter Contest. Only Playbook has best bets, wise guys contest picks, awesome angles, and incredible stats, plus complete analysis write-up on every college and NFL game, along with Victor King's NFL Over-Under Trends, and Mark Lawrence's weekly Bet You Didn't Know column, as seen in the USA Today Sports Weekly. Get your weekly Playbook football newsletter online at playbook.com and get every edge imaginable this football season. That's the weekly Playbook football newsletter, available now at playbook.com. Hey, sports fans, football season is here, and it's time to get in on the action. MyBookie.ag is an industry-leading website that offers odds and action on your favorite games. Take advantage of the MyBookie specials before they're gone. Call toll-free at 1-844-900-2387 or visit us online at MyBookie.ag to open an account. Pull out your smartphone to sign up with our user-friendly mobile site for on-the-go action. What are you waiting for? Come join MyBookie.ag today. Call toll-free at 844-900-2387 or go online to MyBookie.ag to open an account and start winning today. Only the biggest, only the best, only at MyBookie.ag. Sign up today. Welcome back, everybody. This is Mark Lawrence along with Victor King as we go against the spread on this week's college and pro football card. Let's hop into our National Football League Game of the Week on Tap Sunday when the Cincinnati Bengals from the AFC take on the Dallas Cowboys from the NFC in this big interconference showdown matchup. Victor, your take on the Bengals and the Cowboys this Sunday. I'm liking this game. I wrote up this one in the totals tip sheet, and we will let you know that we're going to be on the over in this particular game Going to grab me a piece of this late afternoon over with Cincinnati and Dallas. Of course, uh, you got to be surprised anybody by the fact that here's the Dallas Cowboys with a rookie quarterback, a rookie running back, and they're the number two offense in the NFL. 396 yards per game for the Cowboys, 25.2 points per game. And Cincinnati is another top 10 offensive team. They've yet to have that offensive breakout performance, but they still are ranked in the top 10 at, what, 372 yards per game for the Cincinnati Bengals. So I think uh, we've got the makings of a possible Lone Star State shootout in this particular game. I mentioned this in the tip sheet uh, a couple of days ago, and it applies to teams like the Cowboys, who are very, very good rushing teams. There are, it looks like, uh, 
Oh, one, two teams in the league this season who are averaging 130 or more rushing yards per game. New England at 135. And Dallas, your leader in the NFL at 149 rushing yards per game. And did you know that so far in the NFL, just this season, NFL teams who run the ball for 140 or more yards per game have gone 17, 4, and 2 over under. That applies to the Dallas Cowboys if they get their normal rushing amount of yards against Cincinnati, 17-4-2, for teams who run the ball a lot. You wouldn't think that would be the case, right? You'd think a lot of rushing yards, that usually means clock ticking. It usually means games being shortened chronologically speaking and the game going under the total. Wrong. We couldn't be more wrong. In fact, I was on the opposite side of this for the first Five years that I worked here at Playbook until I realized that a great rushing game opens up everything in terms of the offense. And again, we're going to grab a piece of the Cincinnati Bengals, Dallas over the total. Here's another situation that I like that applies to the game, and it's really quite simple. It, uh, it's Cincinnati is active in this situation, and it's NFL teams who played a Thursday home game the previous week. Like Cincinnati, they've gone 60 31 and 1 over under. That's 67% on the blind since the 2010 season. Here's the kicker. If these teams are off a win in that Thursday night home game, like Cincinnati did when they blasted the Dolphins, they have gone 24 and 4 over under when the over under line is 41 or greater points. And that includes, just in the last three years, a perfect 18 and 0 for the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh. And, hey, I'm aware Cincinnati held the Dolphins to only seven points in that game. That ain't such a big thing. We know the Dolphins are one of the more offensively challenged teams in the NFL. And uh, also, I submit to you, 16-3 and over-under last four years, all NFL road teams off a non-division home favorite double-digit win in which they allowed seven or less points. That applies to the Cincinnati Bengals. So we're going to grab this piece of this game. I like the fact that the over-under line is fairly manageable, Mark. We're somewhere in the 45 to 45 and a half range. And I say manageable because both teams are coming off an under-result in their last game. If both had come off an over-result, the line could be 47, 48, maybe even 49. So at the current number of 45 to 45 and a half, we're going to grab a piece of the Bengals-Cowboys over the total. Victor likes the game pretty well over the total. The Bengals and Cowboys in a shootout Sunday in the Big D. The Cincinnati Bengals come into this football game. They pretty much dominated the NFC East, if you will. Take a look back at the last 17 games. They've gone up against teams of the NFC East. Cincinnati 14-3 and to the spread in those games, including a perfect 7-0 and when they've been on the road as the visiting team in these Cincinnati NFC East battles. Cincinnati also on a pretty nice technical spot here. They're 5-0 to the number to the spread the last five times they're coming off a home game when they're taking on an opponent off an away game. Dak Prescott, along with Carson Wentz, the dynamic duo rookie combination in the National Football League, the best dynamic duo quarterback combination the league has seen since 2012, going back to when Russell Wilson and Andrew Luck were the two team tandem quarterbacks that have really made an impact. So too has Dak Prescott from the Cowboys and Carson Wentz from the Eagles. The NFC East benefits mightily by the success of these two rookie quarterbacks here coming into this football game. Dallas Cowboys just 2-11 to the spread at home when they're between away games. Off an away game, have an away game up next at home, just 2-11 to the spread. Tough scheduling spot in the situation for the Dallas Cowboys. They're also 0-4 to the spread off a win of 7 or more when they take on the AFC North. My contention in this football game is for all the success that Dak Prescott has met with this year, and we lauded him in the Playbook Preview magazine. We thought it was an excellent draft pick when Dallas picked him up in the third round, third or fourth round, I can't remember what. But we thought it was a great draft pick by uh, the Dallas Cowboys to fit in nicely behind Tony Romo. The question now remains, will Tony Romo be fitting in behind Dak Prescott when he's back getting ready to come here? But if you look up and down at the, what the Dallas Cowboys have done this season here, the one thing you'll notice in all their games they played they have not faced a team with a winning record this football season here. 
little bit worse of a different nature this week when they take on the Cincinnati Bengals. And for that reason, I'm going to lean to Cincinnati. Andy Dalton and the experienced Bengals against the Dallas Cowboys for my side in the football game on Sunday. You're tuned in to Mark Lawrence against the spread, the nation's most popular sports handicapping talk show. And with that, let's hop out to Las Vegas now for one of our favorite segments as we join in with Andy Isco from TheLogicalApproach.com to find out what's going on in Las Vegas this weekend. Andy, what's the buzz in Vegas this weekend? Well, the big story actually concerns one of the subjects we talk about each week, and that's the performance of the contestants in the Superbook contest. Uh, absolutely uh, surprising how poor the performance has been, and if you want, I can get into that right away because it has been a major story going back about two, three weeks right now. Yeah, let's do it, Andy. Yeah, we talked about how dismal the performance has been, by uh, the, especially the consensus. I think it got blanked each of the last two weeks, and uh, I can only imagine with this lead in here, it got roughed up a little bit last week as well. Yeah, exactly. In fact, uh, I sort of jokingly commented, but it was very true last week, that week one's performance, three and two, has been the highlight for the season. Weeks two and three, <laughs> oh and five, both weeks. Last week, one and four. So for the season, the consensus is hitting at just 20%. Four and 16. Now, trying to find out what some of the reasons might be. Is it maybe a lot of dead money in the contest? I don't really think so. What I think the uh, results have been is that you've had a lot of situations this year, more so than we've seen in years past, according to the historical numbers, of favorites winning and covering and underdogs winning outright. In other words, the line coming into play has been at a historic low. Just four of the first 63 games this season, the point spread has mattered. And by that, I mean a favorite wins but fails to cover. We've had 25 games this year. Again, I'm using the closing lines at the Westgate, so there could be slight differences depending upon the lines that other people may use. But there have been 25 games this year in which the underdog has not just covered but won the game outright. Now, there have been five of the 63 games that closed at Pickham, so the line really couldn't come into play there, barring a tie, in which case it would have been a push. Uh, so we've seen really five out of 63, which is about 6%. The normal historical percentage on an annual basis is roughly 16% of the time a favorite will win and fail to cover. So what we've seen this year is if you've been betting favorites and they've been winning, they've been covering. If you've been betting underdogs, they've been winning outright uh, as opposed to falling short of the line. I mentioned last week we had uh, seven favorites in week three, seven favorites uh, that were the preferred side and the consensus. All seven of those failed to cover. This week, we had a total of uh, consensus, or not consensus, but majority selections on eight favorites. They actually went four and four this past week. For the uh, full season, the consensus overall, all 63 games, 25 successful picks, 37 unsuccessful ones. One game, there was an equal number on each side. Uh, one strategy, however, that has been slightly profitable, and it's one that I've started tracking this year, that is if you had played all f the five biggest underdogs each week. Now, one week in, I think it was week uh, two, there were actually two teams tied for the fifth highest underdog. So we've had a total of 21 of the top underdogs. Those selections, if you had blindly played those underdogs, 12 and 9. Yeah, it sounds like the big dogs have kind of maybe barked and held their own this way. We saw that last week when Arizona coughed up a lead and lost the football game as well in a straight-up fashion to kill, kill and knock out a lot of suicide pool people here. Andy, uh, last week we talked there were four people at 13-2 and two atop the conference or atop the lead in the Super Contest. What uh, What's the leader have as we enter into this week? Did that number get, go up or down from last week? Hadn't been able to check into that. I've had some computer issues, but uh, I'm going to try and get that during the balance of our conversation. Uh, but I'll have that again again next week when I start giving the breakdown of how the uh, top uh, the top leaders are doing. It's starting to spread out a little bit, uh, so I'll uh, try and get that for you next week. I apologize for the uh, inability to have it this week for you. Super, no problem, none whatsoever. And I'm going to guess that it was 13 and two last week, and it wouldn't surprise me if the leader. I'm going to guess coming at about 17 and three. I'm going to guess only because of the rockiness thus far of the results in the super contest 
this particular season. We're visiting with Andy Isco from TheLogicalApproach.com. We got a little bit of a review of what's going on in the Super Contest. And before I hand it over to Victor for a question, I know he wants to run by you, Andy. We talk about these football games and value. A lot of these favorites, are, like you see, are winning games and not hanging a number. They're just winning and covering, or dogs are winning straight up. The send-out from the Superbook contest for week number five from last week finds a handful of notable games where there's a big line disparity. If you would let our listeners know what you saw to be line disparities from last week to this week in the NFL. Well, it actually starts with the uh, Thursday night game between Arizona and San Francisco. The advance line last week had the Arizona Cardinals a six-point favorite over the San Francisco 49ers. Of course, Arizona was uh, uh, upset last week uh, in that final drive by the Rams, and San Francisco uh, had their game last week, which pretty much went according to uh, form. Uh, They came up short against Dallas but had a good effort. This line actually opened with more negative sentiment towards Arizona. The Westgate opened the line Sunday evening. It was Arizona a two-and-a-half-point favorite. It's subsequently been bet up to a four-point road favorite, have the Cardinals, but that's still short of the six points by which they were favored a, uh, a week ago. We've seen adjustments in the Minnesota-Houston game. Minnesota last week was a four-point home favorite. They opened as a five-point home favorite Sunday night against the Houston Texans. Game came off the board on Monday when they hosted the New York Giants. They had a very solid impressive win. That line opened on Tuesday morning at six, was almost quickly bet up to uh, six and a half. Looking at some of the other games, the Philadelphia-Detroit game may be the most unusual game aside from the Arizona game. Last week, that line was Detroit a one-point home favorite. Philadelphia, of course, had a bye following their impressive 3-0 start. Detroit went down as a slight road favorite at Chicago, fell 17-14 to the Chicago Bears. Uh, so when that line came up on Sunday evening, the game opened to pick them, and yet it didn't take all that long, less than 24 hours, Philadelphia went to a three-point road favorite in that contest. We've seen a drop in the game from Indianapolis favorite over Chicago. The Colts were six and a half point home favorites last week at this time. Of course, they lost that game in London. Prior to the season, when the schedule came out, they had opted not to have their bye week this week. They wanted their bye week later in the season. Apparently, that's been taken into consideration as the Colts opened just five point favorites, an adjustment of one and a half points despite losing just a three point game on a neutral field. Yet the public has come in and bet that down to Indianapolis being just a four and a half point favorite and a couple of other games of note the Oakland Raiders three-point favorites last week against San Diego. We've started to see more believers in Oakland as they opened a a three-and-a-half point favorite, so above that key number. The market moved the Raiders to four-and-a-half, and and yet as we record this on Wednesday, the money has come back in on Oakland, back down to the open, the adjusted opener of three-and-a-half. The Dallas Cowboys, the game you spoke about just a short while ago against the Cincinnati Bengals, Dallas opened a one-point favorite over Cincinnati. They were bet up to one-and-a-half, but then the money has started to come in on Cincinnati so that, again, as we tape this on Wednesday, the Cincinnati Bengals are one-point one one road favorites. In the Monday night game, of course, there is no line pending the status of Carolina quarterback Cam Newton as they host Tampa Bay. However, the line a week ago did have the Carolina Panthers in this spot, a seven-and-a-half-point home favorite. And, of course, uh, they lost badly to Atlanta. Uh, Tampa Bay lost badly at home to Denver. And, by the way, just getting back to the Super Contest, the leader is indeed one leader at 17-3. and three. You do have six, uh, excuse me, three contestants at 16 and four and then you have a little bit uh, more about uh, oh eight to ten i believe it's at 15 and five so the field's starting to spread out but still 17 and three very impressive considering the overall start to the contestants that's andy isco from TheLogicalApproach.com. for our listeners out there who haven't seen andy's work i highly encourage you to download a copy of his weekly football newsletter you can get it at TheLogicalApproach.com or pick up a copy in the playbooksuperstore.com site each week andy's Logical Approach Newsletter, a must-have if you're serious about handicapping the football card each week. And with that, Victor, I know you got a question you want to run by Andy on the show this week as well. Yeah, I wanted to get my impression from Andy and how it was overall for the uh, sports books out there. I know we talked earlier, Andy, about the fact that the dogs had done so well in the primetime games, but the favorites got their revenge with uh, the Bengals and the Steelers and the Vikings all covering as home favorites in the primetime games last week. But I imagine it was like a choppy Sunday overall. I bet you it was probably pretty good for the books in the early games with uh, big underdog wins for, what, Buffalo and Atlanta and Chicago and Oakland. 
but probably they gave a lot back in those late afternoon games with two very big public road favorite teams covering in Denver and Dallas. Am I kind of right on that, Andy? Yeah, pretty much. The uh, books had a successful morning with those upsets, especially the uh, upset of uh, Buffalo going in and outright upsetting the New England Patriots. Of course, there wasn't as much action written earlier in the week on that game because that line had not come up until late in the week. And then there was that big move on Sunday when it was announced that Garoppolo would not be starting. So the books didn't get hammered as much as they would have had we had the same result and had that line been up all week. But as far as the afternoon goes, they did give it back uh, the books in that Denver game. The Dallas game, actually San Francisco was a pretty popular choice. It was actually one of the consensus plays, one of the uh, top five plays, although the public did like Dallas somewhat. Uh, but that was offset by the uh, Cardinals against the Rams. The wise guys were on the Rams. The public was on the Cardinals. But what really hurt them was what Pittsburgh did to Kansas City on Sunday night because the wise guys and the public were on the Steelers and pretty much a similar situation on Monday when Minnesota handled the Giants with relative ease. Andy Isco joining us from TheLogicalApproach.com in Las Vegas. Andy, off back-to-back complimentary wins in the show this week. And, Andy, we're going to send you off with what we hope will be a third consecutive winning play. For our listeners out there, if you would, your complimentary pick on the football card this week. I'm going to take the uh, underdog points with the Chicago Bears in that game at Indianapolis. Uh, of course, I noted that Indianapolis opted not to have its bye following their trip to London. So we'll get an opportunity to observe actually how much the fatigue and travel factor comes into play with you don't have that rest. You're playing basically seven days later. But actually, it's not so much a play against Indianapolis as it is a play on the Chicago Bears, who seem to have adapted very well to Brian Hoyer as quarterback. The word is now that uh, continued good performances will have Hoyer being named the permanent starter when Jay Cutler is ready to return. And I think there's been a bit of very positive chemistry between the players and Brian Hoyer that we haven't seen over the years uh, with the teammates uh, of Jay Cutler. So I'm going to look for Chicago to continue what was a fine performance last week against the uh, Detroit Lions in that upset win. And when you look at the defensive numbers, and one of the keys that I like to use all the time is looking at defensive yards per play as an indicator of just how effective defenses are. And Chicago holds almost a one full yard edge defensively against the Indianapolis Colts. And we've seen Indianapolis struggle in the fourth quarter of games. So I'm going to look for Chicago. Wouldn't be shocked by the outside, by the outright upset win, but getting four, four and a half points seems very attractive for a game that probably gets decided in the low to mid 20s. Andy Isco on the Chicago Bears with perhaps sea legs being the operative word for the Indianapolis Colts in this football contest playing without rest after their week in London last week. The Bears plus the points. Andy Isco's complimentary play on the football show this week. Andy, once again, a great job on the show this week. We're going to look, wish you the very best of luck this week and look forward to visiting with you once again next week here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. I'll look forward to it, guys. Victor, Mark, have a great weekend, and let's uh, have all the bounces go our way this week. Let's hope so. Thank you much, Andy. That was Andy Isco from TheLogicalApproach.com in Las Vegas. Don't you go away. When Victor and I come back, we're going to put the final wraps in the show. I'll share with you my awesome angle of the week, along with our complimentary pleasure, both Victor and myself, with the final segment to come here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. The all-new Playbook Cube is hands down the easiest-to-use sports information app on the market today. Whether it's lines, scores, streaming alerts, newsletter downloads, injuries, or betting tools, the Playbook Cube has it all. To download your Playbook Cube free of charge, simply visit the Apple App Store, the Google Play Store, or the Amazon Store. Find out for yourself why the Playbook app received a 5-star rating. Only on the Playbook Cube will you find sports pages covering every NFL and college football team, college and NFL coaches and NFL starting quarterback spread records, power ratings, football newsletters, and much more. That's the Playbook Cube, C-U-B-E. It's where day trading meets sports gaming. Get your cube today and start winning tonight. Hey, sports fans. Football season is here, and it's time to get in on the action. MyBookie.ag is an industry-leading website that offers odds and action on your favorite games. Take advantage of the MyBookie specials before they're gone. 
call toll-free at 1-844-900-2387 or visit us online at mybookie.ag to open an account. Pull out your smartphone to sign up with our user-friendly mobile site for on-the-go action. What are you waiting for? Come join mybookie.ag today. Call toll-free at 844-900-2387 or go online to mybookie.ag to open an account and start winning today. Only the biggest, only the best, only at mybookie.ag. Sign up today. And now, the moment you've been waiting for. From the hot South Florida sun, it's Mark Lawrence with his awesome angle of the week. All right, guys, let's get to it. Our awesome angle of the week on the football show this week in college football. We call it Flat Cats, much like our Fat Cats article inside this week's Playbook Football Newsletter in the Smart Box. What we do with these Flat Cats is to play against any college football 5-0 favorite in game six of the season if they're favored by less than 20 points and are taking on an opponent that's off his first loss of the season. These flat cats have gone just 7-19 and 19 against the spread since 1980. That becomes a 73% play against proposition. This week, our flat cat play against will be against the Houston Cougars. When they take on Navy, we'll grab up the points with the Navy and our flat cats awesome angle play on the football show this week. And with that, I'm going to hand it off to Victor King from King Creole Sports. Victor, if you would, let our listeners know what you've got on tap at King Creole Sports this weekend and your complimentary play on the show as well. By all means, Mark, uh, I'm not looking forward to the rest of our day today on Wednesday. We're going to probably have to head home and get the boys and put up those hurricane shutters for all of our (laughs) fans, our customers, our clients along the East Coast. Let's be careful out there this weekend. We're talking the Florida coast, uh, Georgia, the Carolinas, the Northeast. It looks like this Hurricane Matthew could, you know, potentially affect a lot of people here. So batten down the hatches, take care of the food, the water, the ice, the pets, the family, and uh, we'll uh, ride this thing out for the next few days and hopefully get back this weekend and putting up some more winners. And I mentioned the fact that we had a really good Saturday. King and Speedy went 3-0. Guess what? We went 4-0 on Sunday. We're coming off our first 7-0 Saturday and Sunday of the season. Very encouraged Sunday's plays. Cleveland, Washington over. That was a winner. Oakland, Baltimore over. Dallas, San Francisco under. We got lucky on that one. We still brought home the bacon. We did hit our four-star over of the week in the NFL. Carolina, Atlanta over the total. A game that just happened to be the highest-scoring game in the NFL this season and a great game to be over the total. So we're going to have some more college football over-unders, some more NFL over-unders, We have everything up usually by Fridays each week during the season at playbook.com. Of course, this week, weather permitting, but you definitely want to check in with us as we got the uh, totals rocking. Now, during our NFL game of the week segment, Mark, I mentioned I love the Cincinnati-Dallas over. That is technically going to be our free play of the week. We gave you a lot of the reasons why. But Speedy wants to chime in here, too. There's an underdog that he likes that we kind of touched on a little bit in the early portion of the show, and he's going to be grabbing the points with the San Diego Chargers. Make sure you get that three and a half or higher against Oakland, and he touched on uh, the Oakland Raiders as well. Mark, you mentioned the fact that Oakland has been a uh, one of these phony teams being outstanding in every single game this season. They're doing it with tricks and mirrors a little bit. That's contributed to that 3-1 and one over under record, San Diego at 1-3. and three. I submit to you from a statistical basis that the wrong team is favored in this game. Uh, San Diego has been an outstanding division road underdog. 12-2-2 ATS as division road underdog since 2006. That includes 7-1-1 one one versus any divisional opponent coming in off a win like the Oakland Raiders who are a very bad division favorite. They've gone 14-33 ATS as division favorites since the 1995 season. And that includes 3-16 and 16 when playing at home against a less than 500 opponent like San Diego. Again, you can make the case that San Diego is the team that should be 3-1, and one, and Oakland is the team that should be 1-3. and three. So Speedy will be grabbing the 3 and a hook or higher against the Oakland Raiders for his dog of the week. And again, Mark, don't forget to check in with the Playbook newsletter, the midweek alert, the totals tip sheet, 
and all of our over-under selections for the weekend, they'll be up there at the playbook.com website on Friday. Along with all of King Creel's plays also available at the playbook.com website this week as well. Speedy and Victor like the dog, the San Diego Chargers, plus the points against Oakland in their football game. Victor's other complimentary play over-under total-wise is the Bengals-Dallas Cowboys game to go over the total on the show. Before I get to my complimentary play, a quick note here, guys. We've been talking about the games at unitedgames.com, the world's first interactive sports app. We'll be launching the end of this month. You can get a free download of this app. Play the game free of charge with the new world's first interactive sports app from United Games. All you need to do is to log on at playbook.com and click on the United Games link. That's playbook.com. Click on the United Games link on top of the website. And if you're interested in picking up some extra income with this game by being an affiliate of the of the game itself, you can join Victor and I on our team, United Games team. Victor and I are both uh, members of. All you need to do is click on that registration Enter in for affiliates. Just mentioned the Mark Lawrence Against the Spread show, the podcast show, as you were referred to by that. We'll get you a free download and send you information about how you can earn extra income, a limited chance. The income to, to make this extra money is going to end here within a week. So do so today. Go to playbook.com, click on the United Games link to become an affiliate and earn some extra money to help pay for your vacations, mortgages, car payments, whatever else with the United Games interactive sports game app check it out at playbook.com on the united games link one other quick note here guys that my college football underdog game of the month is going to kick off this saturday right on the heels of our fall's favorite game of the month winner last week with clemson in that big exciting showdown over at louisville you can pick it up part of another 99 dollars football weekend of winners simply log on at playbook.com or call me toll free to get on board for the $99 football weekend of winners at 1-800-321-7777. My complimentary play on the football show this week, we're going to stay inside the ACC conference and grab up the points with Georgia Tech when they take out on the road for their first true road game when they invade Pittsburgh this weekend. It's unusual to find a team playing their first road game of the season in game six of the year, but you know something? Our database tells us it's a profitable situation as these teams in this role are 16-7 and seven straight up, 15-8 and eight to the spread. First two road game in game six of the football season. Big-time revenge for Georgia Tech here. They lost as home favorites last year in a three-point battle to Pittsburgh here. The visiting team in this series since Pittsburgh has entered in the ACC has been a perfect 3-0 and oh to the spread. The Pitt Panthers are allowing 465 yards a game against FBS opponents this football season. That has to keep Pat Narduzzi, their head coach, up at nights. He was the defensive coordinator at Michigan State, where it was all about defense at Michigan State and their successful run in the years he was with that football program. This defense has completely disappeared in this Pitt Panther football team. You combine that with the fact that in the last 10 times that Pittsburgh has been a home favorite, they beat the spread only once. I'll grab the points with Georgia Tech plus the points for my complimentary play on the football show this week. And that's going to put the final wraps in this edition of Mark Lawrence Against the Spread for Victor King from King Creole Sports, Andy Isco from TheLogicalApproach.com, and our good friend Jack Reynolds, who we know is listening from above. Until next week, once again, this is Mark Lawrence reminding you to always to remember to bet with your head, not over it, and good luck as always. <laughs>